welcome to episode 161. Season 7, episode 6. Of two Mr. P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. I nearly said two Mr. P's in a podcast live. Live. Um, guys, you join us as we end the two-week run of the show and tell tour. We apologise you couldn't get uh, an episode to you last week. Uh, we normally take the half-term break-off, even though we didn't have the half-term break-off. But we were so busy travelling all around the country, doing the shows, doing the live shows, um, that we didn't manage to get an episode out. But um, yeah, we just want to start off by saying a massive thank you to every single person who bought tickets, who came along to the live tour that we've done. We've not quite finished, we've got one more show in Liverpool which has had to be rearranged uh, to February. I think there's a couple of tickets left for that one if you do want to get involved. But genuinely, to everyone who came along and supported, it was it was beyond my wildest expectations. Now, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that when we set out this second tour, we decided to do it over two weeks. The promoters then booked these massive venues, and I was absolutely cacking it. And up until, I'd say, September, right the way through summer, I was still cacking it because... Uh, the, 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 it was selling okay, it was selling all right, but to really fill the venues, given the capacity, the average being around about 1,200, I was, I was worried. But I'd say in the past month, those tickets were absolutely like hotcakes. They were flying off the shelves and you guys turned up in your hundreds and we are just so grateful, so thankful for all the support. Um, we had an absolute blast. We hope you did too. The feedback's been absolutely incredible. And um, yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to just say what, uh, what, just how, how just overwhelmed I've been anyway by your incredible support. Don't know if there's anything you want to add, Adam. Yeah, no, just, I mean, I'm completely the same as you, echoing every single thought there. Um, you know, this whole thing was was nerve wracking in this in like you were saying, in terms of the size of the venues and the fact that it was obviously a completely brand new show, you know, we did that first tour that was that was like a polished show for about a year, and then this was completely rewritten, all brand new material. And uh yeah, I mean, from the first show in Glasgow to the last show in Northampton and everything in between um it really has it well like you said it's just blown me away really I, I i didn't know kind of i know we we recorded an app didn't we after glasgow yeah and we were both buzzing and obviously i think that really did settle any sort of nerves we had in terms of you know how the show was going to go and whatever how people were going to react to it but the reaction that the feedback like you said before has just been out of this world like crazy like if you'd have asked us both like six six weeks, do whatever three months ago, like what do you think about this and shown us all the comments, we'd have just been like, "Are you joking?" Like it's it's been it's been mad, but it's been one of the greatest experiences because, and I'm not gonna lie, I've had a bit of a come down. It's been a bit of a come down, and it's weird because when you're in it, like when we were in it this time last week, we were in it. Yeah. Um. You know, it's so fast paced and it's so you're traveling a lot and it's tiring and the the journeys obviously the journeys are the killer, aren't they? Like the right. long the long drives and stuff. The shows are the easy bit. That that's just absolutely dream stuff, the shows. But that that reaction, the 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 noise from the crowds that came. And then suddenly I said this to someone, I said, So I was obviously in school Monday. Yeah. We'd done Northampton Sunday night and it was a cracker. The last show of this year, uh, the crowd was brilliant. The noise, the reactions, everything was great. And then I've gone from that to like, right, year four, guided reading. Yeah. And it's just such a weird kind of flip. Um, not that I have an issue with year four guided reading. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. But the reaction's not the same. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was, it was incredible. And um, we are so grateful to everyone who made the effort we know things are tough at the minute we know you know um things aren't easy both teaching and just outside of the the realm of education but to have so many of you come and just show your support and just uh, you know 
the, the stories you shared with us and it just feels like it's a real sort of community that lo- loads of you feel part of and you you know you're all contributing with your stories and for anyone who didn't make it to a show you're going to benefit because the amount of stories that were sent in specifically for the show that we just didn't end up sharing that we've got in the, in the locker now for upcoming episodes it's just it just benefits everyone um and you know the fact people so many people made such an effort to travel um which was just incredible like you know at the Lowry show we actually had someone fly over from Australia specifically to watch the show which and everyone I tell that, everyone I say to, I say, you don't believe someone came from us. They're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way I'd ever travel that far to go and see you two goats. So we were massively appreciative of that. Um, there was there was all sorts of people were traveling all over the place to come and see it. Um, and we would have loved to have done it in more venues. And we'd love to, you know, I know people were saying, well, I can't do it here, there and everywhere. But it was we, we, it was just with everything else going on, we could only dedicate those two weeks. We um, <clears throat> It was up to the promoters as to where, and, and the venues as well. Believe it or not, some venues turned around and said, no, we don't want him. Uh, so it, it was amazing. Every show was just incredible. It wasn't like a show that didn't, that didn't go down well. There wasn't a, a crowd that wasn't, electric it was i mean there was certain shows that were were special for certain reasons like obviously london hackney empire is iconic having my wife and kids there was special um then it was like there was all sorts weren't they so like sheffield was cracking for the stories yeah sheffield birmingham was, was our cr- biggest show yeah the lowry obviously was was had we yeah had lowry had nana guests, there. Uh, nana cockney, cockney john, john. Uh, my wife was there as well. Although, with- guess who wasn't there? Oh. Guess who wasn't there? Right. Now, if you are an avid listener of the pod- podcast, you will know that we have mentioned previously our uncle, Uncle Terence, my mum's brother, Nana Maureen's youngest son. Now, he is... Um, Bez from the Happy Mondays. Yeah. If you ordered Bez from Wish, you'd get our <laughs> Uncle Terence. And he... Um, He's he lives with Nana Maureen, and he is um, drives for a living. Yeah, he's 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 a nightmare, right? He's a he's a he's a man child. He makes Adam look adult, right? He is. Hey, <laughs> shut up, you poo head. He he is. Uh, yeah, he's he's. Look he's, at you going off on Uncle T. Yeah. Well, this is because the Lowry show was the smallest show we did capacity-wise, which was ridiculous when you think about it. A homecoming show should really have been one of the biggest. And yeah, I yeah. honestly think if it would have been put in, given the given the way the other shows were selling, you know, the fact that we got nearly a thousand in like Brighton and and all these other places, uh, if we would have been in the bigger room in in the Lowry, so there's the keys and there's the lyric lyric. So we were in the Keys, which is what, 400? 450. 450. The Lyric is about 1,500 or something like that. I genuinely think we would have got easily about half of that full, I reckon. I think more. Possibly even more. But the, the, we, we, for one reason or the other, well, what was on What was on in the other one? Uh, six, 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 six. Oh, that ghost two, story two, one. Two, 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 a ghost story. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um and and that was on in the bigger room, so it it was one of them. It doesn't matter, but the <laughs> the fact was, it sold out. That Lowry show sold out so quick, pretty much before summer. It was it was almost sold out. Um, so tickets were like hotcakes. And then our uncle has got this new girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? Which is great for him. He needs it, and he's dead loved up. And I've never seen him like this before. He's you know walking on air. Yeah, walking on sunshine is what he's saying. So he he was begging. I don't know. He was begging for tickets. Can I have three tickets? Me, my new girlfriend and my girlfriend's friend who's a teacher. Please, three tickets. And I was like, "Mm." (sighs) if I have to. So I sorted him out three tickets, right? We sorted him out three tickets. Well, yeah. And um, anyway, didn't even bloody show up. Didn't even show up and the problem with that is had it been a show where you know it was a thousand to a thousand seater and we'd sold 700 wouldn't matter but the fact that we had so many requests from other friends and family 
and people wanting to get tickets. Loads of you wanted to come to that Lowry show. And for him to take those three tickets and not even... He's, he's done with me. <laughs> no, no. That, but I should have known because this is the same uncle. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm not having, this was the same uncle that when we were kids would promise to take us to the park. He'd yeah. always promise to take us to the park and then never deliver or rarely deliver. Larry let down. Well. Larry let down he was. I think uh, Uncle Terence is a fan of Austin as well. <laughs> Just a rumour. <laughs> Just a rumour. But anyway, um, yeah, we've got the Liverpool show. If you want to come during the February half term, you can get your tickets for that. Um, and yeah, like I say, massive, massive thank you to everyone. We did get the Lowry show filmed because we, we had so many requests from people who couldn't come to one of the shows. So what we have done is we've had it professionally filmed um, that is currently being edited so as soon as we are able to share it with you we'll get it up and then you can um, get it streamed you can we'll, we'll sort all of that um, so it just means all of you can 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 join us for that show and tell tour and enjoy some of those stories I would say how's your week been <laughs> I sort of know, seeing as though I've had to be, I've had support with you for the past two weeks. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, listen, it's been amazing. The last couple of weeks have been great. Uh, Deliveroo have made an absolute packet out of this yeah, tour, by Deliveroo, the way. Deliveroo, yeah. We have. It has been one of the unhealthiest runs. <laughs> I've oh, God. runs being the keyword. <laughs> runs being the keyword. Yeah. We've. Pro- I reckon I've easily at because of you over the past few weeks. <laughs> Don't go, no, 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 no. This is what I mean, no. though. How I have you... eaten more Donna meat Did I? in the last two weeks than I have done all of 2023. You're talking like I tied you down and I shoved Donna down your neck. It's not like you needed much convincing. How many times have we had German Donna on that tour? <laughs> How four, many times? Four, wasn't it? Four. No, it's more than four. Right, so... Leicester. Leicester. London. London. Uh, Birmingham, no. Cardiff. Uh, Car- no, yeah. Cardiff. Cardiff. Newcastle. Do we have it at Newcastle? Yeah, which one was it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Northampton. Northampton. Five. How many t- five out of the 14, no, 13. <laughs> no, five. 15 shows we did. No, we've, we've not done Liverpool, we're not counting Glasgow. So five out of the 14. Right, five out of the 14. Why are we not counting Glasgow? Because we didn't have German Donna there. Well, that was a week before. Anyway, five times you had German Donner. So if anyone is listening from German Donner, hook us up with a sponsor, man. No, don't. Those done. spring rolls hit different. I'm done with German Donner. I can't bring myself to eat it. I have to admit. Too much of a good thing is I a bad to, thing. I have to admit that, um, you know, I've had German Donner probably in my lifetime, maybe three or four times, maybe, yeah, four or five times, maybe six. And... Um, you know, when we were having it on tour, it was just such a treat because we never get it here. And but by Northampton, um, I thought this is going to be my last German Donner for ages. I'm going to go for it, and I ordered loads, and it was so nice. But then I proper, I went, I went past the point where yeah. I was a bit like, oh my god, I feel we've sick. We've had too much Donner. Yeah, we've had too much Donner. But um, so yeah, so delivery we're going to be notifying me. It's where you at? Like (laughs) you can't just blame me. I think the thing is, it's difficult when you know when you travel to a place and it's just like you know you want to make sure you've ate so you don't get all weak and unfunny. You don't get unfunny from not eating. I do. Well, I get hangry, which makes me annoying rather than hilarious. So you're hangry for the whole two weeks, are you, pal? (laughs) <laughs> I think the millions. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, no, I mean, listen, it, it, was, it was a class couple of weeks. It's been a bit of a crash down to earth, put it that way. I think, because I feel like the tour snuck up on us and we're obviously doing our weekly eps and teasing the tour. And it felt like we were doing that for so long that like you just felt like the tour was never going to never gonna come. And then now it's just like, boom, been gone. Yeah. The good thing is the feedback, the ticket sales, everything else, it all goes in one direction, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, we we, we, we hope to do a tour three. At- 
Um, yeah. German <laughs> We're coming back, baby. Oh God. Um. So yeah, no, it's been it's been absolutely. When Drake will say that thing that we always say. What's gonna get space? gonna get in, gonna get in good nick for tour three. No, I definitely gonna get am. in good nick for tour I three. I definitely am. We talked about this, didn't we? Did we talk about this on the last step? What about how we were gonna get in? Well, how are we gonna get in shape? And then obviously people take pictures, don't they? Yeah, people take pictures in the audience, <laughs> and because Glasgow, the setup in Glasgow was, we were literally directly on top of people. Yeah, yeah. And someone in the front row took a picture. <laughs> from the most unflattering angle and then when you zoomed in when you zoomed in genuinely I know I've got an obsession with Elvis or I had one when I was a kid um, that was the closest I looked to Elvis during that last performance you know from the film where he's singing Unchained Melody the ch- size of my double chin lonely rivers flow wait for me and and then and then it was like you've got two weeks of people because I talk about this all the time. People take pictures of me on my training all the time from the most unflattering of angles. And I know, like I've I've talked many a time on the podcast, all the traveling and you know uh, living out of the services that I do. Some of the week it's so hard to get into a routine. Uh, that was the thing I worried about the most was just the unflattering angles. No, I didn't mind. But then it. you're ending to the show. Put me at rest. You absolute <laughs> gim. <laughs> nah. Oh, God. Um, so what else has been happening? Obviously, uh, we, we we were on tour during, when we heard the tragic news of Matthew Perry passing. Yeah. It really sort of affected me a little bit. Well, I think like everyone, it's one of those things. I think sometimes when, it, when a big personality or a big celebrity... Uh, passes away you do you do feel strangely close to them i think it was different with him because obviously he was one of your friends he was he was he was yeah, yeah. he was a friend and 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 i think what's crazy is it you know i'm trying to think of a, of a different show but i don't want to kind of say imagine if this person died because i don't want to put that in the universe but i don't think there's anything on that scale, though, because no, well, yeah, I'm saying his friends is is not just it wasn't just a one time thing. It's been a. I still I still watch it different now actually because you know but literally you're flicking through Comedy Central Comedy Channel Central, Fact, whatever it is you leave an episode on it's just easy to every every time it's just easy to watch even though I've seen them honestly eight to nine times each per rep but then I flicked one on the other day. And I, I was just a bit like, oh, what? it's just a bit sad because yeah. you know he's just not here anymore. So here's the, here's the weird thing. And I know there'll be so many people who are in a similar boat to me. I reckon there's been more days. There's been more days where I've had Matthew Perry speak to me than I've spoken to you. There's been more days where I've seen Matthew Perry on TV or watched an episode of Friends, then I've probably seen you, mum, dad. That's how- in that's, recently? No, in my life, I reckon. Nah, I saw you like every day until I was like this 14. Is what, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. I reckon there's more days where I've watched Friends than there isn't days I've watched Friends. In Even, your lifetime? I reckon so, yeah. Ah. Even if it's just on in the background- even if it's just done in the background. And it's like one of the things, like what, and I know there's certain aspects of the show that haven't test, stood the test of time. I know some of the jokes might be a little bit outdated. I completely get that. But like during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, we watched every episode as a family. Like that's what we were watching at night. Just binging friends. The kids loved it. It was something that connected us. We did all the lip syncs during the pandemic. It was really a big part of that. So it was. It was really. It was sort of like. Um, it felt like a point in time where you sort of went, "God, we're getting old now." What when you went back to it? No, no. When he passed. Oh, it's sorry, like right, a, yeah, yeah. an end of a. Like we're no longer. We're we're getting old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that, that, that big part of your whole growing up and... Because when did it kick off? 94? Something like that, yeah. 
Started in 94 where I'd have been 10. And yeah, from that moment, I reckon I've, I reckon there's been more days where I've watched Friends there than the than days where I haven't. Yeah, you might be right, but it's just yeah. I think I think it was just a bit. It's just a, I mean, listen, it's it's a it's a death, and it's a death of someone yeah, who. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, you watch that Friends reunion. Oh yeah, yeah. And, well, he was he had his he had his demons and he had his. Um, and I think he was very open. I think that's one thing that he, you know the legacy that he has left is that he was very open about his battles and his struggles, which he tried to then use to help other people acknowledge their their um, you know their battles. And I think that's a good thing that he's obviously left with. But in the grand scheme of things, in terms of like health, I mean, he he didn't seem well in no, that. No, no. Now I don't know what happened, but yeah, he obviously wasn't he wasn't Chandler anymore in that. Yeah. Reunion, was he? No. But yeah, rest in peace. You brought a lot of light onto the onto the world and uh yeah. Rest in peace. The Chan Chan man. The Chan Chan. Whooper. Yeah. Uh right, you ready for the thread of the week? Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> it's the thread of the week. Because I take it for Reddit, it doesn't mean I cheat. It's the thread of the week. Not plagiarism, because I reference my source. As a Brit, what are some British code words we use? British code words? Yeah, where you say something, but you know. Like I'm going for a brat. No. No. So Is that uh, not a code word? I thought how's that not a no, code word? No, that's not a that that's like a Cockney rhyming slang, isn't it? Is a it? Brad Pitt going for a shit. Yeah. This is sort of like uh if you ask someone if they want to come to your place and they say, I don't know if I can make it, that translates to, I'm not coming. I don't want you. I don't want to. And we both know that. Okay, yeah. I know right. one for that then. Go on. When you ask someone, like, are you up for this? And they say, yeah, yeah, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> that, that is absolute. Happens to you a lot, does it? It does, actually. <laughs> It, it actually does. Uh, um, someone said, uh, your hair looks fine, which means your hair doesn't look fine, but get a move on. We're late. Yes. Guilty. Yes. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's one. You look fine. Yeah. You look nice. Yeah, you look nice. Um, oh, fine's not a good word, is it? No, no. You know, like, if, if you say, oh, do you like my painting? Yeah, it's fine. You just go, Whoa. Don't be so insulting. Yeah. <laughs> Not that apparent. Um this this could apply to head teachers here. If your head teacher says, if you have a minute, can I trouble you to do this? Which basically means do it right now, and it will probably take hours. Yeah. Well it's <laughs> like that it's like my phrase in education. The phrase I hate most at the minute is uh, oh don't worry, it won't take you that long. That's the one I hate. Don't it's worry, that, it'll won't you know, take you that long. Yeah, yeah, but it won't take you that long. So it's like, oh, we're going to start doing this, but don't worry, it won't take that. Rather than saying, uh, right, we're going to do this, so we're going to stop doing that. I'd need a rough estimate on time. Well, this is the thing; it doesn't matter. It's still adding time. No, but so if you're going like, to right. introduce something new, so if you're a leader, if you're listening to this and you're a leader, and you go on a course and you suggest something that you've got to start doing, you think that's going to be really good. If you're going to introduce it in a staff meeting, it has to be followed with. Has to be. We're going to start doing this, but we're going to stop doing that. And what tends to happen in most schools is the opposite. It's like, we're going to start doing this, but don't worry, it won't take you that long. That's what I think is one of the most dangerous. Right, so let's build a bonfire then. It's near bonfire night, right? Give well, me... That was that was Sunday night, but go on. Was it? Yeah, 5th of November. Well, we were too busy smashing a show out in Northampton. Uh, there was fireworks in the Royal and Derngate. Right. Um, give, me, give me your top two. Right, give me your top two. I'm trying to think of the rhyme or the, the the song. Your top two things you'd get rid of in education. Ofsted. Ofsted. And, uh, ooh. Well, probably the government so it can be right, funded. Right, so Ofsted and, 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 and the, the, the Tory government. Well, yeah, just or just funding education properly. So government... Tory government funding. Right. So we so you'd go build a bonfire, build a bonfire, put Ofsted on the top. <laughs> put the Tory government in the middle and we'll burn the bloody lot. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? 
Yeah, well done, I can mate. see people catching on. Yeah, that. it's um, even though I didn't realise that bonfire night has already happened. Hope so, everyone had a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, here in Wales, it's now in a minute. Now in a minute. I sometimes say now in a minute, uh, meaning an indeterminate period of time, somewhat longer than a minute. Now in a minute. I have heard that before. I've not heard that. Uh, bit of a pickle, which basically means a catastrophic, a catastrophic disaster, event yeah. with potentially fatal consequences. <laughs> what do you think? He's quite the character. What was that? He's quite the character. He's quite the character. Well annoying. Well, it just says what a T word. TWA. Yeah. It's right though, isn't it? Oh God. Do you get called a bit of a character? Yeah. 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 Guess whose picture is it? Is it? Is with this? Go on. He's a bit of a character. Uh, Joey Essex. Boris Johnson. Oh. Joey, Boris Johnson is quite a character. What at all? Um, I wouldn't describe him as quite a character. The other day. Describe him as a lying pig. The other day. Oh, oh did you hear ago. about Boris? Quite a character. Ago. What he thought he could get rid of COVID. Uh, yes. <laughs> But yeah, but feel free to share. <laughs> well, didn't he say that uh, if you put? Didn't he say to one no, of the so scientists? No, so he saw a YouTube video. Yeah, he saw a YouTube video. This was the man who was leading our country through a pandemic. Yeah, so saw a YouTube video of um, basically, you know, one of those fake. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is how to destroy COVID, and it was putting a hairdryer up your nose, wasn't it? Yeah. And he genuinely and asked. He genuinely the asked the scientists. Can putting a hairdryer up your nose get rid of COVID? I mean, that yeah. is... Shocking. You can just imagine how he just said it as well. You know, like in a really important meeting where they're going like, uh, you know, death rates are rising. Like, we really need to start doing something proper. And then he was just like, I completely agree. Uh, but uh, have we thought about trying, uh, you know... The old hairdryer up the, the nose. Dyson up the snores. Yes. You know, the, the, the old hairdryer... Up the nostril. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, How about no? <laughs> uh, the other day. Months ago. Yeah. Could mean Tuesday last week or Tuesday the 7th of February, 1978. <laughs> I'm, do you know what? I'm shocking for that. I am yeah. shocking for that where I go, yeah, no, I, literally I was out. I was out with him like two weeks ago and it would have been two months ago. Yeah. Is this seat taken? What does that translate to? Um, I'm sitting down whether it's taken or not. Yeah, move your effing bag. <laughs> Ask your mum. Uh, just like I've nailed your mum. No. Ask your mum. Uh, do you not say that? I say that to the kids all the time. Ask your mum. Ask your mum. Oh, like the birds and the bees? No. Like if someone asks, like, Dad, can I have an ice cream? I'm like, I don't know, ask your mum. Oh, like as a parent? Well, yeah. I'm not authorised to make that decision, but probably no. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, no, I thought you meant, like, someone someone tries to burn you and you're just like, oh, yeah, ask your mum. No, you're like, if someone goes like, go, oh, you've got a tiny... You, you don't say, a- ask your mum, you just go, your mum. Yeah, but I thought, like, you know, if someone goes, oh, yeah, you've got a tiny little widge, you just go, oh, yeah, ask your mum. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, again, is this from f- personal experience? No, but I love, like, just, just like, getting into character there. <laughs> Uh, not bad. Uh, terrible. No, possibly quite good. Uh, I'll let you get on. Um, sorry for annoying you. Carrot crack on me work. I have nothing more to say to you and no longer wish to interact. Now, F off. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's a good way of getting out of a situation there, isn't it? You know, like if you, if, you, if the conversation's drying up and you know, you just say, Anyway, I'll leave you to it. That's my one. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave you to it. They might be sat there doing nothing. I'll leave you to it. Or if someone if someone um, just is chatting and chatting, you're like, anyway, I'll, li- I'll leave you to it. Yeah. Get out of comment. Uh, as per my previous email. Um, I know you didn't read my last email. I can't effing believe I'm having to explain this sh- again to you, you idiot. As per my last email. That's one of the worst. Yeah. Uh, right. And then slap your knees. Uh, time to start. No, right. Uh, should be best getting yeah getting off. Time to hit the old dusty trail. Should have gone about twenty minutes ago. Uh, we might pop round later. No. <laughs> yeah, you ain't gonna see <laughs> yeah, us. No. Ever. No. 
That um, doesn't look quite right. It's completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is completely, utterly, catastrophically effed. <laughs> I just say it like it is. Uh, arsehole. Yeah, I'm an F-wit, but I'm a loud F-wit, so my friends have just learned to ignore me when I speak. Yeah. I think I, I don't like when people do stuff like that. What? I say it how it is? Just like I say it how it is, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, like, just, I can't think well, of Well, most people who are like that will be like that until someone says something that upsets. It's like that thing of where people get offended or have a go at people who get offended, but then tend to be the ones who get the most get offended. offended. Like, if you look at the uh, people who have got have got annoyed at the Marks and Spencer's Christmas advert. Right. Right. So it's that time of year again. Uh, tis the season. Tis the season. And Marks and Spencer's brought their advert out and it's sort of about, you know, do you this Christmas? Well, you know, don't feel like you have to be pressurised to join it. It's just one of them. It's like, you know, we're all living in a cost, cost of living crisis. Yeah, they like launch. There shouldn't be that pressure. Stuff, yeah, yeah shouldn't be that pressure to, you know, spend money you might not necessarily have but it's all that sort of stuff but my god have some people the on backlash. twitter oh and they, like i saw a letter from a head teacher who's known as the you know the most strictest head teacher in the country and i just think surely you've got more time on your hands and they she's right written a letter to marks and spencers and at some point she quotes scrooge as if Ebenezer Scrooge, a fictional character from Charles Dickens. <laughs> it should be the point of reference as to whether a retail store does it. Oh, my God. I can't wait it is- to quote Willy Wonka in my next letter. <laughs> You'll <laughs> get nothing. <laughs> Zip. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, I beg your pardon. Didn't hear you. DF, did you just say to me, you little... Sh- <laughs> See you next Tuesday, pal. <laughs> oh yeah we know that I've had better days worst day of my life <laughs> yeah uh, are you having that uh, in what context food oh I want it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jim and Dana. Did, you did quite well uh, you did quite well oh I loved them they were, they were quite good yeah it's right in it just a little, little key secret language that we speak as Brits um, right I've got a little bit of a rant have you not ranted already? I feel like you've ranted no, already. No, I'm not ranted already. Bloody hell. Rant! He's having a rant! When he comes to having a rant, he's the Kevin Durant of rants! So, um, you may remember that, yeah, but that was just a personal matter I had to take care of. <laughs> um, so, you might remember that on the, le- the previous episode, we were talking about teaching X, things that kids do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, off the back of that, I made a little video on Yield TikTok um, about that, about mm-hmm. how, like, one of the th- most... So, a teacher nick is basically things that annoy you about... It's normally relating to dating, in it? But we've sort of taken it as, like, what are aspects of your job that are yeah, annoying, yeah. frustrating? And and mine was that, you know, what really annoys me is when you, when you say something and the children ask a question that you've literally just answered. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so I made a little video, and then it goes on TikTok, absolutely fine. Instagram, absolutely fine. But goes on Facebook. And I know this happens, and, you know, there's nothing you can do about it because social media can be toxic. But just the amount of comments that come that basically make it out like I'm directly having a go at children with specific needs like that video is just aimed how dare i as a teacher make a video ridiculing children who are neurodiverse was very much the tone of these uh some of these comments and it's just like for one how dare you make a judgment on me when you clearly not got a clue what i'm like you know mm-hmm. i teach children who are neurodiverse i've got children we both have got children who are neurodiverse, we get the struggles, we understand. And it's almost getting to a point now where it feels like you can't you can't sort of make comments about kids just being kids. Like that is nothing, that video is not aimed at anyone other than some of the children in my class who just sometimes don't listen. Yeah. 
We were like, those ch- children. Yeah. I we, was that child, 100%. We love teaching kids, right? But, and, and like we've shared on the tour and share on the podcast, they're hilarious. They keep us entertained. They keep us on our feet. But they can also be quite frustrating at mm. times, like trying to get children to follow instructions and to do what you, you, you need them to do, given the pressure that you're under as a teacher to reach expectations, blah, blah. It's not, and I get, that some parents are having struggles with students because of the system, right? Uh, we know, you know, you're going through it at the minute. We're going, we've had it in the past. Um, it, it, it is hard, but to make the assumption that I'm then going out of my way to sort of ridicule children with specific needs is just absolutely ridiculous. And I just think, clueless just see it for what it is it's a teacher having a bit of rant about kids being kids i mean i did speak to uncle terence he was having a go at it <laughs> he wasn't happy uh, no but i completely get yeah people you know i've got you know my son is autistic i've spoken about him a lot on the podcast he's having a bit of a tough time of it at his school um it's looking like he might be moving schools which is which is obviously you know if it's best for him then then you know I'm all for it. Yeah. Uh, been a little bit disappointed with how things have gone. But, um, you know, I would never look at that video unless they said, Haha, this is an autistic child. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, it, if the video were, was, this is how I, the, the stuff I have to put up with dealing with children like that. But it's not, it's no, like, no. this is, this is. But, the, it's, like, but it's, the, it's classic, listen, working with kids is great. And, and, and you have, you know, such a mixed bag and, it, and it's just, amazing all the children are amazing and it doesn't matter what it's just you know like when we were kids your mates when they were kids you all have different personalities and you know you do stuff you do stuff like for example i'll give you a key example someone told me this today actually uh talking about ben nevis right right now bear in mind all right um getting observed Right. right, this is your lesson observation. Lesson observation. Yeah. Teacher goes, okay, guys, can anyone tell me anything about Ben Nevis? Child puts her hand up and goes, it's my dad's mate. <laughs> right. So she went, <laughs> and then she went, <laughs> no, seriously, it's my dad's mate. And then the teacher's giving it the old like, <laughs> yeah. no, but anyway, does anyone know? And the, this this little child's just hand up again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, seriously. <laughs> ben Nevis is my dad's mate. And it's just like, you know, you probably just question, like, you've planned this lesson. Yeah, yeah. No one knows what Ben Nevis is. But this one child is convinced that Big Ben, Ben Nevis, is the dad's mate. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee if I was to turn that into a little video, oh, yeah. you know, you don't believe that there'll be a parent going, I cannot believe yeah. you would ridicule a child who's clearly got neurodiver. And it's like, no, no, no. Kids, let, let, ki- yeah. kids can be kids. It'll be we know called- children have struggles and we work, go above and beyond yeah. to do whatever we can in a system that's working against us and the children to, to, to best accommodate and help and help these children thrive. But that's not the focus of the video. And, and to make the assumption that, I, like, the comments I get where it's like, you've clearly never taught a child with Norada. And it's like, no, I, I, like, I'm the father of a couple, you know? It's not, it, it, it's, it's, it's mad. It if you really made that annoys video, me. you'd get a comment, someone like, my name's Ben Nevis. <laughs> like, I could be the dad's mate. Like, have you ever thought of that? Yeah, it's, like, it's oh. just, it's, so, it's one of the downsides of social media, how people take what's clearly a little joke and again anyone who works in education gets it they're like yeah yeah I have and and I what was the one that someone said that I thought was really funny uh mine is when they um ah oh, when they make Darth Vader sounds when they're drinking from the water bottle you know when kids breathe dead like <laughs> yeah. yeah um so, so you know, it's it, just those little frustrations that come along with doing the job, um, but it's not taking a stab at kids with with needs. No, because it it could just be one of your go at, at, at some of the funny stuff kids do because they are kids. I guarantee that one of the biggest icks that will come back about children in schools will be the simple, most plum thing where you give the instruction. You've touched upon this a million times. 
and you do it in the show as well, there's no spoilers, you say to the children, right, date on mm. the next clear page. Then when you come to mark those books, the majority will be on the next clear page. Then you will have one where their book may be upside down, it may be back to front, it may be five to ten pages deep. Yeah. <laughs> and you are literally like, what am I going to do? Because you're going to get judged for that book. Yeah, yeah. And it's and, just... And and sometimes that's the child who's deemed greater depth doing that because they're children and none of them are perfect. You just don't... Anyway, right. We've got... So uh, here's what we're going to do over the next few episodes. We are going to hit you with some of the stories from the tour that we didn't get round to actually sharing in the shows. Um, but first, we are going to start with a little dilemma. Help me, I have a dilemma. It's causing more pain than a vinegar enema. Help me, please, I need you too. Mr. the piece of help from you, please. And this was from someone who came to one of our shows. Um, it says, need help. I recently came out of a relationship which had become a friendship for months before we both ended it. Well, just come out of a relationship that had become a friendship. Yeah, so basically they just didn't really fancy each other anymore, so they were just like mates being in a relationship. Well, did they do stuff or not? I wouldn't say. I really like a guy at work and thought it might be reciprocated, but recently started to wonder if he does feel the same way as he's kind to everyone. Nice guy. Yeah, just an honest guy. <laughs> Do I make my feelings known? I don't think I can take take much more rejection, and it would be embarrassing. He he too is a teacher, and we don't technically work together. We have friends in common, but I don't want to look daft. Or do I just leave it and see how things plan out? I'd get one of your colleagues to go and yeah. scope it out. Maybe sit. Maybe use some primary school techniques. Like, oh, do you like Miss Jones? Do you like her a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, you say you've got mutual friends in common, so just just put a few feelings But this out is there. a good question, right? So, obviously, we're both happily married. How long have you been married for? Uh, 13 years. 13 years. I've been married for eight. And just something like that, right? So put yourself in the shoes there. Because I think, that I sometimes think about this, like, when you know of oh, do people... you? Happily married, are you? No, but when... Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, if you saw inside my brain. No, but I'm talking like, you know, listen, I am happily married, adore my wife. But what I'm saying is, you know people, I know people my age who are single, who are on the dating scene, the apps, all that kind of stuff. I always think like, oh my God, like what? Like if if, if for some reason... I was not happily married or not married and I was on these apps or like the colleague or something. How in the God hell would you go about it? Like, what, like, do you know what I mean? I'm talking about like, you'd like to think back in the day, I see too, Mr. P, you would like to think you had some game, yes? Um. Well, clearly. Look, <laughs> look at who I ended up with. Oh, she don't <laughs> listen. Shut up. <laughs> and and, I, and, I would and like, that's the bottom line. I would like to think that, like, oh, here we go. within, no, listen, <laughs> listen. Oh, my God. Within game, you know, a lot of women find humor attractive. <laughs> and I feel like that's how I go about my business. But what I'm saying is, oh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just really weird. Like, that, that situation there, I was just thinking, right, if that's me, if I liked someone now, my age, in work, say, how, like she's saying, do I make my, how do you make your feelings now? How do you make your feelings now? Well, the guy sound, sounds like he's sound, like he's it's kind like to you everyone. Can change he's your, kind to everyone. It's not so like you can change your MSN name to Star, Samantha Star, Mr. You know, Mr. Sutcliffe looked fine today. That's letting your feelings know. No, I'd just, I'd just go up to him and just say, do you fancy going for a few drinks? What if he turns around and goes? But he's kind to everyone, Adam. <laughs> he's kind to everyone. Even if he's not interested, he will let her down smoothly. He'd probably just be like, do you know what? I would. But I'm actually going to make my grandma tea tonight. <laughs> <laughs> She'd make him fall in love with him all over. I would say, scope out the sitch. I would say as well, to be fair, because listen. But I mean, where it says, do I just leave it and see how things plan out? Well, then... No, you don't want to live with regrets. Look, that's one thing in life you don't want. It's better to have made your feelings known 
And if if that ends up in rejection, yeah, then you can you know move on. At least, yeah. At least, but what if yeah. you never? What if what if you don't take that chance? Yeah. What's the Michael Jordan quote? Oh, I've taken I've taken nine thousand shots in my career. Yeah. Or I've missed nine thousand shots in my career. Yeah. Oh no. What? I'm gonna find like that, it. Here. But what I was gonna say was, and this is probably. Go on, read the quote. I'm trying just. I'm just trying to find. I do know it. It's like. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and I've missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Yeah, but those stats sound shit and he's great. <laughs> no, thing- what I'm saying. No, but what- if you don't take a risk in I will, life, you can I never will win. I throw it out there. I got with a colleague. I used to work with Kim. We got together. Oh, we've heard this story again. Oh, you're in a right bad mood. <laughs> I Horrible. Just, I want to get on some stories now. Not hear like the Terrence. story of how you miss. You met your wife. Blah, blah, blah. No, take the risk. I'm telling her how I took the risk. <laughs> you didn't take the risk. Yeah, I did. You got leathered. No, I so didn't. did she. I did get. She's still leathered now. But I also did the old classic, the old like, oh, which way are you driving home? And she said, oh, I'm heading towards the Trafford Centre. And I went, any danger? Any danger of a lift? <laughs> boom. In the car. Boom. Fast forward two weeks, snogging. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you've got a story. It's probably not as good as Nana Maury's. But tell me your story anyway. I hope it's a hit. If it's not good, then I'ma go rebiff and chip. I hope the people's there too. Before you get on to some stories, uh, I just wanted to read this one out uh, from someone in half term. And this is an absolute cracker. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why kids are so great. At Butlins this week, a game show host. <laughs> I read this to you today on tour. This is, this is genius. At Butlins this week, a game show host asked a child aged about six to name three fruits. He said three oranges. <laughs> and then, then straight after, this kid sounds immense. The next question was, name a thing a teacher teaches. And he said, kids. <laughs> uh, I really hope he won. What an I really absolute hope he legend. Won. Do you know what? He's living on a different level. Yeah. Name three fruits. Three oranges. Like, it's, such, <laughs> it's such a mic drop, isn't it? Three oranges, give me the prize. What are they called at Butlins? Redcoats? Yeah, yeah. Give me the prize, Redcoat. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 he best have won there. Um, right. Uh, so, here, we're just going just gonna to start, see how we get on um, with all these stories that were submitted for the tour that we didn't quite end up sharing in the show. Uh, the ones that were shared in the show, we're never sharing them again on the podcast. Well, maybe, maybe in time. Um, but we wanted to, re- you know, keep it special. And the thing was, every show was different, wasn't it? Every show yeah. had different stories, different contributions. And it was funny because as the as the tour progressed, any story that was shared in one show that was submitted and we thought it was an absolute belter went on to another it show. Stayed. It? it stayed. Um, so during a parents' evening appointment, the parent I just speak, I just finished speaking to, left saying, "By the way, when are you due?" I'll never forget my colleagues' faces when they realised I concealed at least four months of a pregnancy from them and was too ad- embarrassed to admit I was due my fifth child at the age of forty-five. Fair play. Do you want to take a guess at which mum show? Mum of four. Which, here we go. Kids. Mum of four. Getting jiggy <laughs> at four. Where'd you find the time? That. Where'd you find the time? Look at you. She's got old. game. Um, no, I mean, you know, four kids. Where'd you find the time to get intimate with four kids? Uh, do you want to guess which show that was shared at? Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to. Well, no, no. To. Say it. 
I'm just taking a Birmingham. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, do, do you know what though? The, the, there was a bit of relief in me there. Why? About that story. And let me tell you for why. Or should I say, let me tell you for why. Yeah. Um, Because that situation where it's somewhat classic, like at a parent's evening, where a parent would say, when you do, and the, and the, you know, they're oh, not yeah, pregnant. They're not pregnant, yeah. So yeah. when you said she was four months pregnant, I was like, Phew, yeah, thank yeah. God. Uh, With the fifth at 45, go on, get up there, my boy. My teaching, uh, whilst teaching my reception class about private parts, the children commented at a range of hilarious things, including one child said whilst crying his eyes out, I haven't got a peanut, referring to a penis. I don't like peanuts, so I don't have one. <laughs> and another girl said, or another child said, girls have a china. <laughs> <laughs> a trump. <laughs> girls have a china. 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 Um, Imagine if he had a peanut allergy. I know, yeah. That he thought like, no! Do you want to hear some ridiculous parent requests? I had a parent who had some very unusual requests, including, on the school trip, can you take my child to Chippy? Because uh, she won't have one a lunchbox and she only likes a drop of vinegar on her chips. Oh, my God. I mean, don't mind it if I was a bit peckish. <laughs> she also request, requested, can you throw a birthday party for my child because she'll be at school, so she will be miss she will miss celebrating it. Oh, come on. What's what weekends are for? I know, yeah. Um, during a parents' meeting, a mum told me a partner who had recently got out of jail won't have sex with her unless she's just had a shower. Sometimes she has to shower twice a day, as if I need to bloody know that. <laughs> <laughs> Where was that from? Birmingham. Shut up, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, I do want to shout out the Birmingham crowd were, were fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were class. In the second week of September, a parent from my class of year one children rang to complain that her child had not made enough progress in year one and she was concerned for a child's academic pro- progress. In the second week of September. Oh, come on. After explaining that at this point, her child had only been in year one for seven days, and the majority of that was spent settling the children into new routines, etc. She couldn't say much to that. I'm not sure how much progress she expected a child to make in seven days. At the October half term, in a meeting with her, she explained she was more concerned that it was too much academic learning, and whilst the child was making some progress, she was concerned about the lack of free time of which the children still have. I couldn't please her. Oh my God, make up your mind, asshole. I have a child with EAL in my class. His understanding is better than his speech. One day I was on a PPA and happened to walk through the corridor and my TA and him were there. The child is screaming and crying. I ask him what is wrong and he keeps pointing to his nose. I ask, what is wrong with your nose? And he keeps shouting, something, something. I ask, have you got something stuck in your nose? He, he nods. I ask, what is in your nose? He starts shouting again. I don't know, I don't know. I ask my TA to fetch a torch and I roll up my sleeves. I'm going in. Uh, what's the theme theme song for uh, Casualty? I shine the torch up his nose and I can see a small white object. Looks like a small piece of rolled up paper. (laughs) The way you're reading that story, you sound a bit like Bear. You're just like, like, so so I grabbed a torch and I went in. (laughs) I shout, I can see something. I explain to the child that I'm going to hold the nostril. That doesn't have anything stuck in it. And he needs to blow really hard so he can get the objects out. And then I drank a pint of piss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to touch his nose and he screams, no, not my nose. <laughs> How, how's this for a bear graph? It's all right. It's not too bad. I show him. I show him. You went from Bear Grylls to absolute fury. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I showed him what I'll do on myself. <laughs> he agrees. 
Now this plan... He agrees, that was good. (laughs) Now the plan would have been a great idea if he didn't have an awful cold. But alas, here we are. I hold down his good nostril and ask him to blow as hard as he can. Snot bubbles began popping out in all directions and pure green liquidy snot starts drinking all... starts dripping all the way down my arm and hand. (laughs) (laughs) Should I stop the Bear Grylls now? Yeah. Uh, I I didn't mind the... The fury, throwing a bit of fury in there. I stopped for a moment. I said, said, let me hold your nostril, you big bum dasser. I stopped for a moment. Shan torched up his nose and the foreign object had moved. I can see it more clearly now. My plan is working despite not now being covered in snot. We go again. (laughs) I can see it clearly now. We go again. I say, I can see it. You need to blow harder. I feel like I'm a midwife on one born every minute. Again, I hold down one nostril and he blows as hard as he can. Again, more snot drips down my hand, arm, and now there's a puddle of snot on the corridor floor. I'm shouting, blow, blow, you can do it. (laughs) So many different voices. Suddenly Rob Schneider in the wall, boy. You can do it, blow. <laughs> uh, whilst I'm shouting this, my TA is shouting. I'm trying to think of someone to do here. <laughs> Miss Taylor, stop! I think it's out. Something's landing on the floor. <laughs> Who was that? I don't know. Who, who do you want me to do? I'll try and do something. Something's some. landing on the floor. Go on, give me, uh, give me some. Go for Keir Starmer. Miss Taylor, stop. <laughs> <laughs> We should do, we should do on the pod one story a week by either of us in impressions that the other shouts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was all right. Miss Taylor, stop. I think it's out. <laughs> this is, this is cursed, Dharma. Something's landed on the floor. What about, right, last I stop my with midwifery skills and look around. A small white ball is on the floor. Midwifery? That's the word. Yeah. Could it be? I shine the torch up his nose a final time and nothing's there. I've done it. What was the foreign object, you ask? A piece of white tack covered in fluff that I had confiscated from the child earlier that day. The boy smiles and gives me a thumbs up, then skips merrily back to class. I return to my PPA room covered in snot, holding a piece of white tack like I've just returned from some sort of battle take a picture of it to show my colleagues and throw it in the bin i sit down and contemplate my life choices for a bit oh that was good i should have gone <laughs> sean being at some point hold your nostril bastard <laughs> <laughs> right i've got another one we'll, we'll do another one of impressions so when i get to someone you've just got to give me some all right a few years ago i had an incredibly challenging class who provided me with a lot of career firsts After considering I've been teaching for over 10 years, this is quite a feat. The most memorable happened while I was mentoring a brilliant final placement teaching student. On this morning, her link tutor was visiting for one of her final observations and to discuss the end of placement report. The day began in its usual chaos that this mix of particular students brought. After register, the link tutor arrived and we shuffled off to a quiet corner in the library to discuss the student's progress, leaving my TA and the student to take the class. On returning to the classroom the, uh, to carry out the joint observation, we were met by my amazing TA who stopped me with a look I can only describe as a mixture of panic, shock and confusion. Not easily rattled, my TA struggled to find the words. Give me some more. Mr. Bean. Watch. <laughs> no, hang on. <laughs> Mr. Bean. What's happening? Is it Miss McKeith's Starmer? <laughs> Brain. What's happening? What's wrong? I asked, worrying that something terrible had occurred with my lively class in short ab- absence. Give me someone else. <laughs> Give me someone else. I'm just saying, Bean would have been more like, What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? Uh, give you someone else. Uh, Jon Snow. It's us. She stammered and then paused. He has a rabbit in his backpack. Knowing my TA would not be panicked over a toy. Innocent images of cuddly toys to less innocent images of adult rabbits flashed before my eyes. I timidly and hopefully asked, are 
cuddle it. <laughs> I'm going to stay with Brown. No. I cuddle her toy rabbit. tell it normally. I right. can't deal. No, she replies. A live rabbit. She then points towards a bag hanging on a peg in our cloakroom, which I might add is for 90 children and has the area matching that of a postage stamp. As I slowly undid the zip, as I slowly undid the zip on the bag, I could see it begin to move. <laughs> sounds, sounds dodgy, this. <laughs> no, no. Soft porn with yeah. a rabbit. As I slowly undid the zip on the bag, I could see it begin to move, peering in. I could see two beady eyes. It <laughs> still sounds dirty. Two beady eyes staring back at me and a twitching nose. Yeah, that's a rabbit, I exclaimed, zipping the bag back up and gently removing it from the peg. Mathieu then relayed that S had been asking for a drink. It's at this point I should share S is a selective mute and only communicates through hand signs and gestures. When offered a cup, he... Uh, had shaken his head and taken Mathieu by the hand to the cloakroom where he again gestured for a drink and pointed to, in his bag. Very confused, Mathieu had followed his pointing, looked inside. At first, she thought it was a toy and began to tell the child the stuffed animal did not need water, but then it moved. Not knowing what to do in this impossible situation, Mathieu had sent him back to class, zipped the bag up and waited for my return whilst keeping guard over the poor creature. That's unbelievable. I asked for the link, link tutor to carry out the observation without me while I found somewhere safe to store the rabbit and phoned home for the parents to come and collect. Turns out S had smuggled the bunny out of the house without his mother's knowledge, walked to school with it on his back, then hung it on his peg once in school. With the little space available in the cloakroom, it was a miracle that the poor thing didn't get crushed during its hour hanging in the bag. Not wanting to disrupt my student's lesson observation, I slipped back into class after finding a large box and a dark and quiet room for the bunny. After a while, the parent appeared to collect and I grabbed S to come with me. I had not spoken to him, thinking it best that I leave it for mum and also not wanting to miss any more of my student's lesson. On the arrival, the mother's first question was, One rabbit or two rabbits? Only one, I hope, I replied, baffled. She went on to explain he had taken a long time in the kitchen where the house rabbits live. This morning, and she wondered what he was doing. After angrily speaking to S in the language they spoke at home, a language I did not speak, she lifted the bunny under her arm, thanked me in English, and off she went. Safe to say, my student was very keen to hear what had happened and was shocked that I'd managed to keep it quiet. The poor rabbit's adventure into school soon made it round the staff room, and later, the local LLPs. What's LLPs? Uh, the local LLPs. LLPs. Oh, is it LLLPs? LLLPs. No, LLPs. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, listen, we've had many a story of a rampant rabbit on two Mr. P's, but that's a, first, a whole though. new, yeah. yeah. A live rabbit. Rabbit, right? With two um, beady eyes. With two beady eyes. Unzip the... <laughs> unzip. Dipped in. As I unzipped, it stared right at me. Looking thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit fluffy when I touched it. Um, right, do you want... Uh, should we have a disgusting to finish off? Do you want a disgusting to finish off? Yeah, why not? I taught at a British-style international school in Dubai for three years. Very different teaching in England. Instead of finding spiders in the classroom, we had a slight problem with a different insect. In our school, the children ate their packed lunches in the classroom. One lunchtime, a child walked up to the teacher and said she'd felt something tickle her throat when she bit into her sandwich. She thought nothing of it and sent her back to her seat, asking her to cough. On return to her seat, she saw she saw the church child turn pale. Before she could send her to the bathroom, she was sick all over a packed lunch. Usual, yes, but as she got closer, she saw a cockroach run out of her vomit. Oh my God. It's like real life Starship Troopers. And on that note, we've got I'm a Celebrity turning next week. Uh, so yeah, so... That's what the teacher would have been saying. They've been in Ant and Deck in the class. Oh, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. Uh, go get us, stars. I know you've been sick everywhere, but you're Get it in great. your bag. Are you doing great? You get it in your bag. <laughs> get that rabbit out. Your oh, why do you say Ant and Deck? I could have done an Ant and Deck then. For those stories. Nah. What was nah. it? 
I think I think every listener to the two Mr. P's turned off at your Mr. Bean. What's happened? What's wrong? Get it in your bag. <laughs> Get in your bag. You're doing great. As I slowly undid the zip on your bag. <laughs> Whereas where Mr. Bean was absolutely no woeful. Oh, God. Hello. <laughs> uh, right. So that uh, that brings us to the end of another episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. Again, a massive thank you from both of us for all your wonderful support, not just with the podcast, with the tour, the books, everything. We really, really do appreciate it. As always, you can share your stories, your confessions at the website to Mr. P's podcast. Dot com. We've got plenty more stories to share with you over the next few weeks. And of course, as we get closer and closer, we will be doing a Christmas themed episode. So if you've got a Christmas related story, yes, nativity tales, staff night out, staff Christmas party, Ooh. weird gift you've had from parents or just any, it could, I'll tell you what, it doesn't even have to be education related. Like no, what's, what's the most awkward thing that's happened at Christmas dinner? Like, let's go. Let's go wide. Let's spread our. Well, we net. had that great one, didn't we, from Christmas dinner last year, where um, the family were talking about John Wick, the Keanu Reeves, oh yeah, um, va- vigilante killer, and then the uh, Nana couldn't believe that the nation's PE teacher used to murder people. <laughs> yeah, because they thought it was Joe <laughs> Wick. Wicks. Um, so anything like that? any O's from your family at Christmas? Any? Yeah, just any tis the awkward, season. awkward. Yeah, tis the season. Get them in. We've got about a month, haven't we? And then we'll be doing that that episode as well. So yeah, take care of yourselves, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>